This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over 12 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Now listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, and welcome to Financially Tuned Radio. This is your host, Mike Mansfield. I'm a certified financial planner right here, smack dab in the middle of Ventura, California. Hey, we've got a good show this week. As always, I got my good friend, my co-host here, Tony Shore. Tony, thanks for being with us. But it's a special show today, and so I'm going to turn it over to Tony and give him a second to uh, tell us what today's party is about. All right, guys, uh, this is going to be a great show. Now, I am the co-host, but we have two hosts today. This is a really unique show. Uh, One from the West Coast, Ventura, California, and one from the East Coast, uh, Clearwater, Florida. And they've decided to uh, do their shows together, two amazing independent advisors uh, that have helped so many people with their finances, their retirement income, Uh, the whole package, maximizing Social Security, and they have a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about some of the differences. Uh, So our two hosts today, Dan Wendell of Dolphin Financial Group, uh, and we all know Dan is amazing and a great guy, uh, even though he's a little crazy, he's good with the money. I I like it. He's helped a lot of people. I love it. And then we have Michael Mansfield of the Lind Group. Uh, his company there in Ventura, California. Michael, uh, you're a great guy and uh, you're laid back. You've got the laid back California vibe going. Oh, perfect. Uh, but you're very intense and serious when it comes to ha- making sure that you're doing what's in your client's best interests. As fiduciaries, you guys always look out for your client's best interests. But uh, this is going to be fun. It's like East Coast versus West Coast. And I want to talk about some of the differences. Uh, that you guys experience. And some of our listeners out there, uh, this show is being aired. Michael, your show is on right now. We're on in Ventura, California. And right now we're on in Clearwater, Florida. So we're going to talk about some of the differences in saving money, taxes, retirement, how how they might differ in these states or how they might be the same. And um, it's always interesting to see what other people are doing. And uh, every advisor uh, you know, might take a different approach. So we're going to see maybe some unique approaches come out here and maybe some differences. And I know there's going to be a lot of similarities though, of course, right? Dan? Well, I have to correct you right away because when I say I'm from the East Coast to most people, <laughs> when I say that in Florida, people say, wait a sec, no, we're on the West Coast of Florida in Tampa area. Oh yeah, so, that's oh, true. Oh, oh so yeah. Usually I'm competing with the advisors that are on the East Coast of Florida, but now I'm, I'm lumped in this with is, them. Yeah. No. And back in, back in the flyover state I'm from, Minnesota in the Midwest, like Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, South Dakota, if you say East Coast to them, they're thinking New York, right. Maine, <clears throat> Boston, that's East Coast uh, to the Midwest people. Uh, they don't even think Florida. Florida is like its whole own thing. Oh. Uh, if we say South up here, we mean Alabama, Arkansas, <laughs> Mississippi. If we say West Coast, we are talking about Michael <laughs> Mansfield and the Lynn Group in Ventura. 
But what? But if we mean Florida, we say Florida. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I'm with you. <laughs> right. One thing. All right. Yeah, lumped in. Uh, yeah, cool it's just that. like Texas is Texas, Florida is Florida, <laughs> California is West Coast. You know what I'm thinking though? That uh, California and Florida retirees probably face the same same thing. I'm well, at the end of the day, that's how it all is. But it's funny because a very common meeting that I have with a lot of clients is people come in all the time and say, hey, as I'm approaching retirement, where's the best place to be? Should I move to a different state? Should I move to Washington? Should I move to Oregon? Should I move to Florida, Texas? Two days ago, I had somebody in talking about Tennessee. And it all comes down to a lot of the what environments are set up for retirees the best, you know? So I don't know what Florida looks like. I haven't been there in a while. I went no, to I'll Amelia Island, though. That was pretty. That is nice over there. That's the East Coast now. Well, but- so- <laughs> <laughs> now. Right? Yeah. You know, so- it's, yeah, you don't want to be coming when there's a hurricane, but I'll tell you what, I don't hear anyone. I do have clients that say, we moved to Florida to retire. That's a lot of my clients. Some of them saying we're going to go to Tennessee, or we call them halfbacks, those that go to Florida, retire, and then move halfway back to New York and stop in South Carolina to retire, North Carolina. <laughs> but I don't have any clients saying they're moving to California. Why is that? Well, California is an interesting place, right? We we see the commercials from the from the Department of Travel that, that show all the, the movie stars and the surfers and how great it is and fantastic all the time. But what they don't tell you is the average house costs over $600,000 and we have the highest state income tax and high property taxes and high sales taxes and California is now raising all the vehicle registration fees and the county just proposed for a state fee that everything that gets recorded with the county that's normally costing you about 25 bucks for a deed there's now a $75 surcharge on top of it as of the new year things are expensive oh, yeah things wow. are going up it's an expensive hobby hobby to be a surfer i guess so <laughs> yeah. i think we should change the name of the show why to move to florida <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have zero percent income tax as you guys know state yeah well state yeah. income tax yeah. right yeah, yeah let's clarify well, but that's always a big conversation with everybody and it's not just florida but it's what are those key states texas florida uh tennessee the state income tax does not tax retirement income um Washington does not tax your income. Yeah, I have two clients already in the last year and a half that have moved to the border of Washington and Oregon because in Washington they pay no state income tax and in Oregon there's no sales tax. So they drive across the border to the Costco, load up on all the stuff they need, and then they ship it back over to where they're living in Washington. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. So uh, obviously there are people that do retire in California, but mm-hmm. I think it's more people there, there's such a big population there already. California probably has become more of a place where people retire that have already lived there and they love California. They don't want to move. Uh, is that what you see? Well, I think that that's an important thought. I'll, remember, in life, we always gravitate to what's good for us, what's good for our family. You know, if you have family there, it's harder to leave. You know, I'm just right. going to pack up and bail on everybody and get out of town. Right. But the other variable, too, which I'm a huge advocate of, whether you're in Florida or anybody else, is the idea of attempting to retire debt-free. You know, not having a mortgage, not having a bunch of liabilities is certainly a powerful way to retire. But in California, it's that much more important because mortgages can be very big, they can be very expensive. And unless you have a huge amount of assets, how are you going to deal with just paying for the mortgage? Because let's be fair, in most situations, your Social Security check ain't going to cover it. That's for sure. When you said 600000 is the average household, you know, cost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Six hundred, you can get a lot in six hundred thousand in Clearwater. That's for sure. Yeah, you can get a really nice condo where we're at with a, with a big <laughs> HOA. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> so you are you uh, finding like most of my retirees are not in debt. They have moved. They sold their big house, not from California, but New York or Pennsylvania. Even a lot of Minnesotans now sure. are not going to Phoenix. Right, they're coming to Florida. Right. Um. So they're they don't they have this big chunk of money, and they're looking. All right, now what do I do with it? I buy a a, a condo or a house for a couple of hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. And then they got this huge chunk to go with. Is that not happening in California? Well, you kind of have that universal problem is even if you can sell a house that you have paid off because you have a larger home, the homes are still expensive. So maybe you sell your $800,000 home to go buy a $550,000 home. So you don't end up with a huge amount of cash sitting on hand. And actually, CNBC just had a big article about this. They were saying that in the life cycle of the housing market, one of the problems that we have right now is you do not have a lot of these older people that have retired in these bigger homes as quickly selling their houses and downsizing anymore. It's like they're reserving them, hoping the kids will come back with the grandbabies to visit or something. So they want the wiggle room. But that's one thing that's affecting the supply and demand in the housing market. And once again, artificially keeping at least our local housing market up a little higher. Well, I would say that in Florida, a lot of uh, a lot of families have been torn apart when the parents moved to Florida and the kids are still in wherever. Some right. of them going to California. They're like, I'm not going to California. My kids moved there. I'll, you know, I'll visit, right? <laughs> right. Know, I, I just had a couple that their kids moved to Idaho, and they grew up in New York. And they're like, Where's Idaho? You know, we, you know, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. So, but they now live in Florida, and it's like, well, that's you know, follow the trail of potatoes. Right. So, do you th- are, are people in in Florida? There's a lot of people moving there, and the kids are not there, and it makes financial planning really separate, and the kids aren't getting involved. When they should be. I, I try and get the family members involved, but it's been hard. Do you find a lot of in, people that are retiring near you in California, their family's also there? or they- Well, you know, it, it's almost the opposite problem. See, the parents have grown up in this area. People, you know, have been there a long time. But because the kids now can't afford to live there, there's not enough jobs in that area. The kids are bailing on the parents now. And so now we have those kids spread out because you make a great point. One of the most important parts of a financial plan is making sure that everybody understands it and everybody's on board. And that's always a challenge when, you, when you're dealing with retirees because they're constantly assessing where they think their kid's financial aptitude is. And, you know, they don't always want to get the kiddos involved if they think their kid's kind of a financial knucklehead. And so those are things <laughs> that kind of develop over time. You know, the older, more mature, more confident a kid gets with finances, they we, we want them to be involved. We want them to understand. But it's amazing to me lately in the last couple of years, I mean, just how many parents, when we look at their estate planning documents, don't have their adult children listed as like successor trustees and things like that. Even though they're entitled to all the dough, they, they don't even want the kid managing the stuff to give it to themselves. <laughs> we call that, Tony knows this one, Mike Tyson's got, says everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. One of the punches that I say is an adult child coming back saying, help me out. Oh, you know? Yeah. I guess that's going to be a universal problem. Yeah, it is. But but also because the cost of living is so high in my area, at the same time, we have a lot of late 20s, early 30s kind of adult children that are living at home and not going anywhere because rent's too high. I mean, gosh, I've got a client renting a three-bedroom house down in Montavo, and they're spending $3,100 on rent. And this is just a basic probably 1,200-ish square foot house. Oh, my. I mean, how can any normal young person trying to make it do that? Now, granted, yeah, good point. They can't. <laughs> but granted, our median income is a little higher than the national average. Ventura County's median income is about seventy-five thousand dollars for a household. 
to me, that's still a low amount of money when you're dealing with, you know, a lot of people having a $3,000 mortgage or a rental rate right, and right. high taxes and all these things. That's um, a percentage of income. Rent and mortgage is high. Right. You make 75 grand, but you got to pay some taxes and save a few bucks. And now half your money goes to rent. And you got to eat food, too. And then what? Yeah. yeah. What do you do about that, Tony? Can't eat <laughs> <Yeah>. pizza buffets. <laughs> well, that's it. You know, yeah. I, I'm surprised that uh, that people are choosing to stay and retire in California. I mean, what are they doing? Like, I have a lot of uh, retirees that have the adult children to come back. And that's a really tough thing for me to do. But we deal with it by approaching it, you know, up front and trying to separate the financial from the emotional decisions. I couldn't imagine if if a lot of my clients were still having a mortgage and having kids living with them while they were in retirement. I, I, don't, I just don't have that in Florida. But that's why they call the baby boomers the sandwich generation. That's you know? true. They're taking care of the parents. They're taking yep. care of the kids. Yep. They're stuck in the middle. And then their own retirement planning is the last thing they get to focus on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's sad. So what what do we do about this? What do we how do we help the the baby boomers in their sandwich? I always say it's like the when you're on an airplane and the oxygen mask comes down. Thank God it never does. It just, you know, <laughs> you know. I, I was just on it. They don't even show it anymore. It's on video. But um, you're supposed to put it on yourself first and then help the kids. Yeah, you're right. That's what I tell my retirees. Are you telling them to do the same? I'm telling them all to move to Florida and stop talking to your kids and parents. <laughs> Just change your phone number. Right, right. No works. forwarding address. So there was a study, and I believe we we may have mentioned it. I know Michael, you mentioned it on your show, but um, you, we were talking about this study that they did, where the most inexpensive, what it costs state by state to retire. Right. And I think the cheapest monthly cost uh, for a retiree, and cheapest cost, uh, most inexpensive cost, I should say was what, Arkansas? Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it's no surprise that they're also, you'd think, well, if they're the cheapest, wouldn't they be one of the most desirable? But um, people, like you mentioned, emotions. And Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, but people choose where they want to retire. I don't think people even think about the money. They think, oh, we can work that out, or it's going to be about the same. We want to retire. They have a, an image in their mind. Like my image in my mind of retirement is me in a hammock, between two very strong and large trees, uh, palm trees. I hope, of course, you got them both. The palm trees, and yeah, palm trees <laughs> for sure. Palm trees. Now, where are your kids in this picture, and grandkids? Theoretically, he stopped talking. To them. I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh, so you listen to the mic? <laughs> no forwarding address. Like I tell my kids, keep it up. That's pretty. Daddy's funny. moving to Canada with no forwarding address. <laughs> Mommy and Daddy probably. Uh, we'll, we'll go together. Um, I'll give her that in case she's listening to the show. Well, access, uh, <laughs> access to healthcare is a big issue. Too. Well, that's true, healthcare. And um, you know, you said, Mike, you said that they're aging parents, right? Um, there's a lot of assisted living facilities in the Tampa area, so they are, you know, people are able to pull that off and still be close. Is, are they cropping up? Where in your county? Oh, absolutely. You know, Ventura County, the 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 more than sixty percent of the county is over the age of sixty. So that really is naturally wow. a very strong concern and a big issue. And you know, my grandmother, as I've talked about before on the show, she passed away last year in a nursing home up in Ohio. And it's expensive in Ventura County. You know, it's amazing. Genworth Financial, giant insurance company focusing on long term care, does a study. A couple of years ago, yeah, the cost of care study. They yeah, did year, and yeah. they and they did one inside of directly in Oxnard, which is the the neighboring city to us, 
Um, and I thought, well, that's bizarre. Why'd they, you know, why'd they pick Oxnard? Yeah, Jeez, wow, right. okay. You know, and they'd projected it out that, gosh, you know, if someone does their three and a half year stay in a nursing home, you could spend the better part of a half a million dollars in our area. Oh, wow. In Tampa, it's 100, 102000 for the private nursing home a year. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's kind of in the ballpark. So my grandmother, she passed away at a, at a place in Ojai called the Gables. And, you know, in those final months, it was ranging between eight and $12,000 a month. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But those are, you know, those are just the fundamental planning problems that people have. I mean, we were talking about, you know, people emotionally wanting to do something, wanting to retire. And Tony brought up a study of, you know, actually the study was saying specifically how far could you stretch a million bucks in different states? And it was saying Arkansas and and Mississippi would go like 26 years with a million bucks in retirement, whereas places like California were only good for about 13 or 14 years. And so you have to really consider that. If you have all the money in the world, you can make all emotional decisions in retirement. That's what's powerful. The problem is, is if you're limited on a budget, that's what you need. Which most people. Which most people are. You have limited assets, limited resources, limited everything. You have to have a plan. You have to understand how taxes impact the money. And if there's a better place like Florida where you get a better tax cash flow coming off of your money, those are only things that can help serve you to take care of yourself and your parents and your kids and all these things that get lumped on you. Yeah, that is a big bonus is the 0% state income tax. But, uh, yeah, that's a really good point is emotional decision-making is probably the worst possible thing. Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter what state you live in. <laughs> just don't be in an emotional state. <laughs> well, Dan, you just brought up something that I do want to talk about more. I mean, we touched on it maybe a little bit, but in our next segment, uh, let's talk about tax implications a, a little bit more. Um, obviously, uh, retiring, there are taxes, a big thing. Healthcare is a big thing. So let's talk about this some more, but we do have to take a quick break. Listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with our two hosts today, Dan Wendell of Dolphin Financial Group and Michael Mansfield of the Lynn Group. Losing a spouse can be devastating. When it occurs, there is a whirlwind of emotions and decisions that need to be made. The last thing you want to do is worry about your finances. At The Lynn Group, we focus on helping women and making life transitions a little bit easier. That is why we have put together a helpful guide titled, The Top Six Things Every Woman Should Do Before the Death of Their Spouse. Give our office a call today at 805-500-7035 or visit us online at financiallytunedradio.com and we will be happy to send you a copy. Life transitions are never easy, but we can help make them simpler. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our hosts, that's right, plural, Michael Mansfield of the Lynn Group and Dan Wendell of Dolphin Financial. And, uh, you know, we've got Florida and California represented uh, by two of the greatest, wisest financial advisors uh, that you're going to find, two guys that all they want to do is help people in their communities, do what's in your best interest, um, Dan also likes to have some fun and go out and, uh, what is it you do for a hobby? Underwater basket weaving or where did you take I your stopped, kids no, that's recently? Been, that's been, that's been years since I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good. Yeah, I know. I coach soccer. How's that? That's right. <laughs> there, there it is. You coach your kids soccer and Michael, you're really involved with your I, kids. I watch lives. my kids soccer. So you're one of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watch, I, uh, I watch my girls soccer. Know your limits, right? You know your <laughs> yeah. strengths. Play your strengths. <laughs> Yeah. So, yep. So anyway, we've been talking about the differences in retirement really from state to state, but obviously uh, Florida and California, there are differences as we're finding out. 
But, you know, I see assisted living centers popping up all over, you know, my home state of Minnesota. Um, the biggest plots of land that were open, we thought, oh, there's going to be a big new uh, shopping area built there. And there were rumors about all these restaurants. Ice hockey rinks. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, uh, it's like, nope, they lost the bid out. It's going to be the two land, two separate deals, both two separate assisted living centers, oh, huge, geez. with that have hundreds of people capacities uh, in Stillwater, Minnesota, where so this, on both sides of the Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, kind of crazy. Wow. So, so anyway, uh, obviously, uh, retirement is big business right now, uh, unfortunately, and that's why maybe we've seen prices go up. I think all this competition, maybe we'll see some some better prices or competitive pricing, but it just doesn't. It's like gasoline; maybe the fix is in. I don't know. Um, but health insurance, you talked about that. And taxes vary from state to state. We mentioned that. Uh, there is no state tax in Florida. California, there's a high state tax mm-hmm. uh, and really low or no state taxes in some of those southern states that are cheap to retire. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, tax strategies are easy to deal with. Even if you have a huge state income tax, you just deal with it. I mean, use ways to get around it. Right. We talk about it. I think more important is having the income. I mean, if you don't have it, I'd gladly have my clients in retirement pay taxes. Because that means they have the income, you know. If you don't have the income, you're in trouble. Well, and that's a, and that's a good default thing is taxes are a good problem because yeah. they do mean something. I'd rather be in Florida though with the taxes. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's I'd rather have a Florida tax problem. That Jeez. said, that's why it's easier for you to talk about tax strategy. <laughs> oh it yeah, is, yeah well, we have no taxes, so yeah, it's easy. Right. The, the the problem though, right now though, is we're we're kind of in this weird tax limbo environment though, right? You know, there's a lot. Turn on the news. People are talking a lot about taxes, a lot of potential changes. And we don't know how that's going to impact the big picture of things. I mean, even for California, you know, that's probably more pertinent to us is the potential of what if they do eliminate the ability to write off paying your state taxes as a deduction. That could have an impact on people. But once again, until we really see, you know, new tax proposal, we just don't know what those changes mean. You know, if they hire higher standard deductions and higher exemptions and lower brackets, those are all going to be offsets to some of the things that people have come to know and, and be happy with on their tax return. At least I think from an emotional standpoint, people are happy that at the moment it appears they're probably not going to be really focusing on the mortgage interest deductions, especially in California where yeah, right. That's we a huge got one. we got a lot of mortgage interest. <laughs> so. You know what we did in Tampa area recently was we changed the state pension program because a lot of uh, and we did a recent show on pensions, Tony, and uh, a lot of um, people were were worried that the pension system's failing, and so on. You know, depends who you ask, but a lot of the teachers and government workers are now putting more into the pension than they mm-hmm. were in the past. Yeah. How, what about CalPERS? I know that's a huge one. You have a lot of clients in that? Oh, yeah. We, we have a lot of PERS and STRS. So PERS is the public employee retirement system. STRS is the teacher retirement system. We can also go to FERS and SERS and DERS. And, and we have there, FERS. There's, there's a lot of <laughs> Florida. Yeah. There's a lot of ERS around, around us. Um, but we do see that. And so one of the biggest changes is, at least in California, is we have what are called pre- and post-2013 employees now in those mm-hmm. systems. Yep. So the, the new... 2013ers in the system, um, especially in PERS and STRS, the program's completely redesigned. And like you said, Dan, we have a lot more people paying in a lot more money in the system. And that's a benefit because once again, um, you know, you talk about social security, you talk about entitlements, you can talk about all kinds of things that people get paid out on. And the baby boomers have made that big baby bump 
Yeah, in, right. in the in they're the cash flows, the <laughs> they're straining the pension yeah. system. And you know, it's it's it sounds terrible. It sounds morbid. It sounds you know unloving. But one way or another, that's going to eventually work itself out of the system. Right. We're passing. It's something. just taking a lot longer than everyone expected. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like Tony's father or grandfather. Yeah. Still kicking, right? Ninety six. <laughs> well, you know, not to joke about it, but my my grandmother, she got sick the first time in two thousand five. She died in two thousand sixteen. We had eleven years of using different levels of long term care, um, and paying for that. And it's amazing because you go read the little statistical book, and it says, oh, three point seven two five, you know, years, years is right. what an average person will need for long term care services. So over 11 years, we watched grandma sell her house and burn her assets. And fortunately, she was blessed to have a little pension and some social security so that offset things. But we had a conversation with the, her children, so my mom and, and her family, about six months before she passed away. And the conversation was, based on grandma's assets, here's how much longer we have to pay for these costs. What's going to be next? Who's going to step in? Who's going to have to pony up to take care of grandma at this point? Because this is where we're at. And, you know, fortunately, per, you know, grandma's health and, and quality of life and stuff, ultimately she did pass away. But those are realities, you know. It's a tough conversation. It's a terrible conversation. But we have it all the time with our clients, right? But you have to. Isn't that, that's what planning is about. See, most people are the ostrich, you know. I'll, I'll figure it or out when they, it hits me in the face. Yeah, or just let's just put or your Mike money in Tyson. the stock market, right? We'll, we'll just invest in the market. And then when you ask them, like my competitors in, that I'm dealing with or colleagues, like might call them, you, I come, they come to me and they say, how come you're talking about Social Security? Like, my advisor doesn't doesn't know anything about Social Security. My advisor has never asked me how long I'm going to live or what how my grandma's doing, right? But I talk about that. Cause it's a miserable conversation, right? I try and make sure make it happy, but you know, it's not easy. But you have to do it. I, you you have people. Well, it, but that's such a strong point. And the problem is, is everybody thinks they have a financial planner, but they don't. You know, they have an insurance agent or a stockbroker or an investment advisor, but nobody's planning anything for these people. I get people all the time, you know, from social security workshops that come in and say, oh, help me with your social security. And I say, and then they'll say, but I have a guy, so I'm, I'm good. Yeah, right. I got a guy. Well, if you got a guy, why aren't you talking to your guy? Well, he doesn't know anything about this stuff. Right. He's a, he asked me to, to come to your seminar yeah. and tell him what, what to do. He's so, looking to retire. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, so <laughs> wow. How useful is your guy? He, he's more than happy to take your money and screw around with it, but he can't actually help you with anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. We, we do cover a lot of comprehensive things. That's why I'm, that's why we're both on the same show here. Well, you know what, guys? We're out of time. Michael, why don't you let the listeners know what you have for them and how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, thanks, Tony. And, and I want to thank Dan for coming on the show and having a nice conversation and motivate all of us to pack our bags and get in the jalopy and head to Florida. <laughs> but, hey, as usual, you know, we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, my new book's coming out, How Your Financial Planner Failed You. Anybody that calls into the office, 805 500 7035. Get on the list. Get a copy of my new book. I think you'll find it invaluable with the stuff that Dan and I have been talking about. It's all about retirement income planning. It's about the decision-making process that you need to make to be happy in life. So give me a call. 805-500-7035. Visit my main website, thelindgroup.com. And remember, Lind is L-Y-N-D. And we'll be back same time, same place next week. So thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035. 
or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Michael Mansfield and The Lind Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 